you know, give you false information, but look for credible articles, look for credible resources that, you know, you know are, um, you know, reputable, such as MSNBC or anything Associated Press. Or if you see the same article um, mentioning the same thing over and over again um, in different ways, then that may be a credible article. I don't want to, to miss the point that the African-American community, the BICOP communities, do have issues with the medical community, okay? There is that, that what will we say, the, the trauma, the generational trauma of not being properly cared for. So if there is suspicion within our community, that came rightfully so. We didn't get here by ourselves with those thoughts that we could not trust medicine. And that can go all the way back to the Tuskegee experiments. That can go all the way back to Henrietta. That can go all the way back just to even this year. We saw great, great disparities within our health uh, due to the years of not being properly cared for. So if there are suspicions about taking the vaccine, we didn't get here by ourselves. But I do believe that we shouldn't just cross it out, but we do need to be mindful. And the last point is, I think if there are any community leaders who are in the medical field that are listening to this, this message, we need to come together and provide post-vaccine care. And what I mean by that is we need to be able to create a group or a collective medical professionals that will be willing to follow people that decide to take the vaccine just so that they can follow up to see what are the side effects, how are we feeling, what is it doing to us, can it help, can we be uh help to be reassured about the decision that we made to protect ourselves as a community with post-vaccine care i do believe that it can it can definitely encourage and enhance our confidence in the decisions that we're making to become a more healthier community so if there's if there are any you know physicians or medical professionals out there that are willing to come together to do this and that is what's needed because usually whenever we have side effects or there's something amiss within the healthcare, we as a BIPOC community are the last to know and the last to see resolution and how to get better very well said dr king i just i'm curious uh outside of the fact that this vaccine is a, a high topic right now obviously uh what do you say to organizations companies employers who uh are not sure how to support their employees uh during this time i think with this pandemic it can be traumatic for a lot of people what do you say to employers and organizations how do they support their employees through the trauma yes so organizations I always describe as families, you know, we spend more time at work than we actually do spend with our own families. Mm -hmm. So as you are working in your organization, maybe you've been there 8, 10, 15 plus years, you start to develop the relationships with your coworkers, your supervisors, the CEO. And so for those who are in leadership, it is very important that, especially now during the pandemic, that we are not operating as with business as usual. You have to be mindful of the needs of your employees. 
And so with, you know, the pandemic, people are losing loved ones due to COVID. Um, the, the George Floyd issues that we've been experiencing in our community, you have to create space within your organization to address those issues, mm-hmm. especially if you have employees that are BIPOC. These issues are affecting them, even if you're not, not BIPOC. Those issues affect you, too. And I have seen firsthand where some organizations do not address the community or the world issues within their organization, Mm -hmm. and they really do suffer because employees need a space to heal. So one thing that I am encouraging organizations to do is to acknowledge the events of the trauma. Whether that is to send out an email, which is what we're basically having to do now, um, or create some type of Zoom meeting where the whole organization can meet to say, you know, we want to take this time to honor and really sit and acknowledge what we're experiencing as a collective. Because trauma isn't just an individual experience, it is a collective experience. And so we want organizations to acknowledge the events of the trauma, recognize how um, trauma affects the organization. And this is especially important for organizations that work within the human services. Mm -hmm. If you're working with underserved populations, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to acknowledge that it's not only impacting your employees, it's impacting the people you serve. Right. Absolutely. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so we also have to, organizations have to create that space for healing. Throughout the summer, I've been doing several, several healing spaces and healing conversations within organizations, which gives them the opportunity to say how this may impact their work, how this may impact their thoughts and feelings with the people that they work with. I know after George Floyd, a lot of BIPOC employees and even supervisors said that they struggled with the lack of empathy their white employees or supervisors expressed. And that was very disappointing for them. And it made them question as to whether to stay in that organization or go. The last thing an organization wants to do is to lose a great employee because they did not acknowledge the personal and emotional needs they needed to get through the day and to still provide the services the organization needed. Yeah, wow. So mm-hmm. the, the last piece I would say is invest in invest in consultants such as myself or organ, other consulting agencies to come in and do this work. If you're not versed on how to talk to your employees about grief and loss and stress and trauma, don't try to take it on. Put your money where your mouth is to help build up the people that are meeting your bottom line. And if you have an EAP program, which is an employee assistance program, make sure that you're reminding your employees or supervisors or whoever to really utilize that service. EAP programs provide short-term therapy services before they transition them to more long-term, but it helps to kind of... introduce the ideal of talking to somebody before it becomes too much of a problem makes a lot of sense we're out of time but can we how can we get more information about uh, what you do in the work with turning point absolutely so if you want to get in contact with me my number is 205-451-7955 
Again, it's 205-451-7955. And my email is adking, aking at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, if you want to gather more information on how you can get these services for you or your organization, you can contact me at any of those mediums. All right. Part of our series on coping with trauma. Can't thank you enough for being with us and have a great weekend. Thanks for being here this morning. Thank you. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you, Dr. King. Very well said. Wow. I mean, that's just mm. very enlightening, very profound. Uh, always good to talk to Dr. Dr. Asia King. Always good, uh, good information from her. Mm-hmm.